only have 50% of battery on my computer. Let's do this. Oh, no. My buddy. Hello and welcome my girls who came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? Hey. How's it going? <laughs> Hope everyone's doing well. Yep. Getting, How oh, you doing? getting some snow, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, a lot of people got snow. Thank yeah. goodness we didn't. What, you didn't? It, there was ice, and then it snowed. Well, it snowed on the way to work, but none of it yeah, stuck. That's, yeah, that's getting snow. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there was that. Yeah, I was not I mean, we were like that. 82 like, degrees, so like that's stick. getting snow. Oh, yeah. I'm never exactly. going to see snow again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. I actually don't care that much about snow and being cold and stuff. It's not something like I have. Like, I'm, I'm totally comfortable having to go somewhere to see snow if i want to you know i'm not really worried about like it being a part of my life some people like they need it i don't know i mean when i can sit at home and like watch it like it's really pretty Mm -hmm. um but i don't really enjoy it when i have to go outside it gets gross yeah (laughs) it gets really gross um and kind of intense so it's like but i know everyone likes it or whatever i didn't like when i had to like walk franca and she was like (laughs) in new york she's like i'm like everything's almost bigger than me (laughs) you know like the snow banks i remember i did like have to carry her over some you know they get like when they kind of scrape like sidewalks and like roads and and they use like industrial things to do it and the the mountains of snow that happen mm-hmm. um they're often at like the corner of a sidewalk so i had to like pick her up and carry her over them because they were like as tall as me they're, yeah and there's like one year i just like fell <laughs> but Aww. luckily my little like seven pound dog like i i went into mommy mode and made sure like i fell on my back rather than falling like on her on her you know? i was like ah <laughs> like she's like up in the air like what what was that <laughs> <laughs> oh god so dumb oh man yeah so yeah so we're on fire anyway and everyone else gets i was hoping for rain i was like i need to do like a rain dance or something like let's fix this another um fire broke a brush fire broke out i think yesterday oh no yeah so that's horrible but i know but hey it's you know everything's just like what was it? Oh, there was some kind of stupid tweet I had done that's like, we're just going out <laughs> like the dumpster fire that 2017 is yep. or something like that. It was like, oh, it's just been 2017 uh, and actually 2016. I mean, 2016 started yep. with, like, with like Bowie dying. So therefore, I don't like that's it. That's when it started. Yeah, yeah. It started with Boeing dying <laughs> and then it ended with terrible. Trump being elected. So we knew going into 2017 that it was just it was gonna be going horrible. to be horrible. Yeah. wasn't gonna be good there was a tweet um from some teenager uh that like i guess went viral i've seen it a bunch of times like on tumblr and facebook Mm -hmm. and it was like me studying the roman empire how could such a glorious like like thriving um civilization fall so fast Uh and that me in 2017 oh i got it (laughs) 
<laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it happened real quick. Real oh, quick. Man. Oh man. So <laughs> stop being a business. Let's talk about some holidays. Some holidays. Let's celebrate some stuff. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> oh man. The first one I'm just going to like kind of note, but not really dwell on, is that today is um, Human Rights Day. Um, it's celebrated across the world, apparently, although I don't know anyone that really celebrates it. Um, but this date honors United Nations General Assembly, uh, United Nations General Assembly's adoption, uh, and proclamation of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Apparently there's a Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I didn't know. Uh, yes, I don't know much about it. I just know that it exists. Okay, there was. Hey, it was the first global enunciation of human rights and one of the early major achievements of the new United Nations. It was adopted on December tenth, nineteen forty-eight. So that's one day. But a little bit more <laughs> fun um, is that today is the Dewey Decimal System Day. Yay! Yay. From two, you know. Uh, I was going to say a former and current librarian, but you know, I'm probably going to be a librarian again in like five minutes because it happens. I just can't <laughs> like stay away. Five minutes. I can't, can't stay, stay away. away. <laughs> it's so easy. I'm like, just going to get sucked back in. Um, <laughs> so why it's Dewey Decimal System Day. And for people who don't know, it's the, um, that's what a lot of libraries use. You can use the, usually in the U.S., it'll be Dewey Decimal or the Library of Congress call number mm-hmm. system. Um, oh, they talk about it a little bit in here, I think. So let's see. December 10th, ni- uh, 1851 is the birthday of Melville Dewey. He's the inventor of Dewey Decimal System of Library Classification. As the most widely used library classification system, the Dewey Decimal Classification or, uh, or Dewey Decimal System has been in use since 1876 when American librarian Melville Dewey developed and established it. Divide into ten main categories, the numerical system arranges mostly non-fiction publications. Since its inception, the system has been maintained and kept pace with modern... Blah, 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 okay, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> let's see if there's anything. Uh, anything. Let's see. Oh, so Dewey established library standards and advanced library education. He went on to help develop the American Library Association and founded and edited the library journal. As an entrepreneur, he sold many libraries. He paved the way for new librarians by establishing the first library school at Columbia College in New York uh, New York City and later became the director of the New York State Library in Albany. That's pretty cool. Hmm, that is cool. And like and you know these systems are are very important, but it's funny that at my old uh school which is i believe still uh well since i don't have to go in there anymore it doesn't matter that i went to um a seminary and our that was connected to columbia university and our uh library was owned by columbia and it was i believe one of the largest theological collections in the country Mm mm-hmm if I'm not wrong, or something like that, and they had to make up their own system. They used they used um, Library of Congress for some of the collection, but then the old theological the the like missions uh, library, whatever they called it, um, had to they had to create their own system because within you know these categories, it'll be like 
Bible <laughs> or something like that, you know, like it'll be like obviously something that's, you know, generic but specific. But then if you're like somewhere like a seminary, then you're going to have so many and you have to kind of really break it down more than that because there'll be like so many about certain books of the Bible or like there'll be right. so many about different uh, religious texts in general or like um, looking at themes or whatever, whatever. You have to break it down like a little bit more than that. Um, because you'll just have like so many, like it'll be impossible to find books and how to, how to categorize and um, uh, catalog books, you know? So they made up their own system. Oh, uh, cool. it's very annoying system. It's very confusing. <laughs> I <laughs> they bet. Had, you can't, they have to be kept separate. The two yeah. um, books, the two uh, systems because they don't, I mean, no, it doesn't work at all. But um it's not an easy thing to do, but it's kind of cool because then that's why for people who, I don't know, people may not actually go to libraries and do this anymore, but that's why when you go to a library, you can just pick a book that's about like, a you know, a certain category and then just go look at that section and find other things that other, are like what yep. you need because, because mm-hmm. they're categorized that way, cataloged that way. Yeah. But that kind of ties, you said, into your sugar breaker moment. So what's that? Um, so this week I officially graduated from grad school. I got the email after graduation that was like, you did all your stuff. You will get your diploma in February. You did all your stuff. Yeah. It takes eight weeks to mail it. I'm like, y'all been, y'all been hounding me about this since August. Like, why is this not ready? Why is it? You should just be ready. Should just be ready. Like <laughs> I guess I know you probably doubted you me. Know what it, um, yeah, that's what it is. Like they hound you to make sure you get everything done, yeah. and then like they leave room for you to not have. Because yeah, I guess people don't. Not. But they handed me mine when I graduated, and everyone was oh, shocked. Nice. They're like, "Wait, that's the real thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, because like, that never happened." Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, "You, you'll get your diploma. It'll be February." But you did graduate. I was like, "Well, thanks," because I mean, it was a fight to the bitter end. I didn't know until you sent me this email oh, on graduation God. day that like, oh my God. I actually got credit for everything. I didn't um, know that you were worried. Like actually, I wasn't well, I worried. You were worried, but like you know, I wasn't like worried, worried, but yeah. like all the stuff that was up to like the last minute where I had done everything and other people had dropped the ball. Like I wasn't. Oh yes, a hundred percent sure that everybody else had done what they were supposed to do because right. that historically has not been the case. <laughs> historically, it has been written. Um, I mean, I may have like a. They actually give us grades, so I may have like a ninety-five average, but I have to worry about other people like processing the correct paperwork. There was a two-week battle over my middle name. What? What? Why? So apparently, when what? I applied, sorry, this is a segue, but no, when I applied for graduation, you have a pretty standard middle name too. They, That's why yeah. I'm like, what? So like, you <laughs> fill out the form and they ask for your first name and your last name and your middle mm-hmm. name, mm-hmm. and then I get this email saying there's a problem because none of their other records have my middle name. Okay. And I'm like, well, that's your fault because you gave it. It was that. on my application for admission. Yeah. It had to be like you yeah. have to have it. It's on yeah. like everything yeah and they're like yeah we don't have it um so you're gonna need to contact registration of records and get that officially changed and i was like can you just not put my middle name on my diploma and they're like no since we know about it now you have to deal with it and i'm like what (laughs) so i'm talking to two different people in two different departments who cannot get in touch with one another (laughs) 
to verify that my middle name is legit. Do y'all know each other? Like, can you like, can you like go knock on the door? So it took like two weeks for the two of them to get in contact with each other and be like, oh yeah, just kidding. We did have your middle name. And I'm like, bitch, I know you did. (laughs) And they're like, yay, we can't proceed with your diploma until we get this hammered out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, no. What if you like needed this? What if you were doing something next? You're like, you needed a job. Yeah. Like, it was a job we had to prove you graduated or some like something. Yeah, I don't know. But they, I mean, luckily they finally figured it out between the two of them who didn't really need to involve me at all. But okay. Um, That's a mess. So anyway, <laughs> I graduated. And as a graduation, I'm so excited. President- your presence on the way. Uh, what? No, you didn't have to do that. I wanted to. You jerk. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't I didn't have my shit together <laughs> to get it there by now. <laughs> I was like, what I don't even know what to date. And like I now know today's the tenth. But I didn't. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it's still November in my brain. <laughs> so I was like, still, oh no. It's still November. Yeah. Oh well thank you. Yeah. Um but as a graduation present to myself, yes. I bought a membership to the Brooklyn Public <gasps> Library. Yeah. Which, if y'all didn't know, there are multiple libraries in the country that will let you get a membership, even if you're not a resident. You just have to pay the equivalent of the taxes, usually, of what the people who live there would pay to use the library. Oh, really? Yeah, most places it's like that. Um, and most of them are pretty reasonable. Because then, I mean, libraries are failing. So they ha- they need to do stuff like this, you know, to, like, get people to use their shit. So yeah, that's such a smart system. It's a system. good system. Yeah. Um. And so there, and most of them are reasonable. Like Austin is a little ridiculous. It's like, I mean, compared to others, it's like forty five dollars a quarter. But and Brooklyn is like fifty dollars a year. Yeah, it's like a hundred and forty dollars or something. Yeah, that's t- Austin per year to use what Austin kind public. Of... <laughs> well, um, Leslie, I'll just go live there, and then you can have just, my. Uh... Oh, thanks. <laughs> you can have my. Um, but yeah, but a lot of the Texas ones, if you live anywhere in Texas, you can get one for free. Um, and some other states do that. Like there's a few in North Carolina that as long as you live in North Carolina and you go there, they'll give you one for free. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Brooklyn Public's $50 a year. It's a better deal than Audible or Amazon, uh, Kindle Unlimited. Um, they have, uh, at least as far as I know, they have the biggest e-collection of anyone in like the country. Really? At least on Overdrive. I think they have more on Overdrive than anybody else. Um, I haven't looked around it yet. She gave me her login because she's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I use her NYPL all the time. Uh, NYPL is another good option. They're about $50 a year, I think, for non-residents. NYPL's got a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. That's another good option. Like, like, they're the two, like, best. Yeah. Um, And I think they're about $50 a year as well. I mean, New York City is a nice... New York City has some of their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of hard. That's the, I think they have to do this because it's kind of hard to live there. So they have to throw you bones. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they have to yeah. be like, we have a lot of stuff for you if you live here. <laughs> yep. And with either um, the Brooklyn or the NYPL, so you get um, like 10 holds at a time, 10 checkouts at a time. And they have partnered with Filmstruck through Canopy. So you just yeah. sign up for a free Canopy account and you get six free streaming videos per month and you don't have to pay for Filmstruck. And Filmstruck has like, like a lot of like the classic stuff mm-hmm. and like really interesting like art films and that like there's Filmstruck is being like uh, advertised as like for actual film people, you know, yeah. like who care about interesting things. So. 
Yep. And they also, like, in addition to that, they have videos on Overdrive that you can watch in your browser, too. Like, they work as checkouts. Madness. Um, so it's amazing. So I highly recommend it, and happy graduation to me. Yay! I'm glad you did something. Because, <laughs> like, you know, you gotta, like, do something. If I were there, yeah. we'd be, like, doing something, but, like, I'm not. So, but like you're not. <laughs> I was supposed. To, oh, heartbreaking! I was supposed to try to be. Mm, nope. Oh, you tried. <sighs> I should have. I should have just like. God, <laughs> I should have just like ignored people that just I had ignored to wait everything, on like all just, the problems. Yeah, yeah, but that's all right because flying back and forth is not that easy. And then now I guess no. I get to leisurely, like move. Yeah, exactly. Can, and like, like I get to relax after having an overnight during the week and that yeah. kind of thing. Because I was going to go straight from being like overnight at the hospital to LAX Ooh. and fly. So that may That's have been rough. difficult. But hey, it would yeah. if nothing else, it would have just made me sleep the whole time. That's true. <laughs> so, pass out. Um, so like, did, did you have a sugar baker moment this week? I'm kind of like at a loss for one. Um... Uh. Let me think. Like I think my favorite. I had some cool like spiritual stuff that I'm like a little embarrassed to talk about, so I won't really do that. But I had some some really cool like things happen like spiritually, like in my job and whatnot that were like I haven't told even you this, but I don't think, but that I uh, think I'm going to look into ordination in one of like the nature based churches like oh, cool. uh like you know like paganism and and wiccan and that kind of stuff because it's like what i do anyway mm-hmm. so um oh my god yeah i didn't even tell you about one of the things that happened with a patient but like yeah i had like this like very interesting encounter with someone this week so that's kind of interesting because right now I just always say like I'm unaffiliated and people don't like that. And that's okay. I don't care about making people happy. What I do care about is job. Uh, It's what I always care about. I don't, it's just instilled in me to like get a job. I'm always kind of annoyed by people who like, don't like, just don't do anything because they don't know what to do with themselves. And I'm like, that's okay. But like have a job in the meantime, you know, like I've always done that. Like I've always like just worked, like just worked somewhere. (laughs) so like so yeah so i have like a a, a work work ethic or whatever um yeah so that's the thing i don't really care about people like and it's weird that i have a job where i have to talk about my religion all the time just because i'm a chaplain um like i'll be i've been i was in two circles this week where i had to like people all walk like went around in the circle and said their faith background and i was like oh god i hate this so much um but and it's and really they do that so that they kind of know what they kind of assume what you know and don't Mm -hmm. want to tell you things that you know or like kind of assume what lens you're looking at things or whatever so there's potential that i will actually adopt some kind of religion at some point basically but Mm -hmm. that's not my sugar breaker moment what it is my sugar breaker is connected to um my job though that i got to work with a rabbi this um week for we kind of tag teamed which I do a lot with our Catholic priest and actually he did help me because we had um, a patient uh, that had passed and the patient and his mother and aunt were Jewish and the dad was Catholic and it was kind of a quick very sad death and so um, my job people don't always know what a chaplain does I'm kind of here for like crises 
and um, for spiritual emotional support, like when th- something has happened. And um, so that's what it was is like, you know, the, the family was upset and wanting to talk about their feelings and in, in, in the crisis situation, obviously people go to like therapy long term and, and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's like, we have this right now happening. We have to like, it's like short term crisis intervention basically is what a lot of what I end up doing uh, in my day and so like I worked with the the Catholic priest went with the dad and they went and sat in a room and did and talked and did did like some um ritual not rituals um uh, sacraments there we go uh mm-hmm. you know like confession and um that kind of thing to help him with his feelings and then I was with uh the mother and his sister I mean his and his uh, and and got to work with a female rabbi and uh, i had never met this That's rabbi cool. before she i always love when it's a female rabbi too because i'm like yes you've had to fight so much yeah. <laughs> you know um and uh which i mean that's like kind of dumb to say but it's true like i mean in orthodox in in, in catholicism and in orthodox judaism like they don't uh women aren't allowed to be the top you know so i always kind of um, my heart it, it always goes out to any like religious leaders um, that are women because I'm like you've had to fight like so much and that's actually a reason why I don't really like a lot of organized religion because there ha- have been historically or are current in, in place um, things that say women can't get past a certain level even in Buddhism mm-hmm. you know like I met the first Geshla that was a female and she had to deal with so much <laughs> so I bet. Like, yeah so I'm always like yay badass ladies who've like gotten to where they are and like fought the system and everything um she's our uh former she was our former rabbi that has uh like retired but she will come for emergencies until we hire a new rabbi because they were supposed to and then they kind of hesitated and the person we lost the person they wanted to to someone else so Um. i know (laughs) so we just don't have one which is so stressful because that's our second biggest population of patients are jewish um and we have other things we're able to do just and of course i'm an interfaith chaplain so i can work with anyone but when people ask for a rabbi and you just don't have one handy and you're like i can't even get one unless it's emergency it just kind of like is not as easy you know yeah um and so anyway so it was nice to this is now just becoming complaining about work but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was um it was very nice because like i called her and she's like okay i'll be able to be there in like an hour and i stayed with the family in the meantime and she came and everyone was so excited that she was coming they're like oh we just love her she's like amazing even like the social worker i was working with my fellow like uh staff like we're all just like oh she's coming out this is so great it's so exciting and um it was beautiful to work with her um and uh, i always cry when uh they usually sing um hebrew prayers um are mm-hmm. done like or kind of like with song and um uh so every time i hear that like i burst into tears because i don't understand the words but i kind of understand like the meaning you know, it like touches me mm-hmm. so much. And uh, so that was very, very nice to like work with her. And it was kind of a hard, like, it was like I was with that family for like three hours, as you know. Yeah. And it was kind of a, a and it was a long, difficult situation and a lot of sadness. So it was, that was a little shining light in it that I got to meet this rabbi and um, work with her. And she afterwards was, I could tell she's like tired and I kind of let her just go home. But I saw her 
um, two days later because she was teaching us <laughs> as chaplains like mm-hmm. when to call a rabbi, which was already scheduled. It had nothing to do with me. And it was really amazing because then I saw her again. It's like you could tell we had bonded. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we had like that experience and we were talking, she was kind of wanting to hear like my take on it and then like talk about her experience. Cause she's like, you know, I've been doing this for decades and she was a rabbi before she was even a chaplain. So, I mean, she's been doing this for like so long, you know, and mm-hmm. she's like, and I always leave room for like learning more, you know, about these things. And, um, and it was nice because my supervisor was actually out all week sick and so, like, maybe I would have met with her to talk about this, like, very difficult, long day that I'd had, but um, she wasn't, you know, available. And right. it was nice because this rabbi was able to, like, support me through it, you know, who I'd like, never met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's that's not really, it's not really, like, our, <laughs> our thinking of sugar baker moments, like, something cool that happens or like something you see and mine are always like sentimental balls you know like it's so (laughs) ridiculous I guess that's kind of the nature of who I am which is so funny because like you know I am a chaplain but anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I'm also ridiculous (laughs) so (laughs) it doesn't mean like that I'm pious or I don't know or whatever I'm not like a walking chick chicken soup for the soul or something (laughs) um yeah. Should I get into the episode, maybe? Yeah, what did we watch this week? Okay, so oh, I didn't I didn't edit something. <laughs> well, like last week no, last week's um I put in this week's uh uh title, but then like last week's is just big and above it and I was like, Oh <laughs> I did wrong. But no I didn't. Um this one's so dumb. Julia gets her head stuck in a fence. That's the name. That's the it name. That's is what happens. What is on the label? <laughs> you know, it's pretty impressive. Um, this first aired, uh, which is season four, episode eight, which first aired November twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> maybe they like maybe they took a break at Christmas and we'll catch up. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Julia gets her head stuck in a fence while posing for a photo at the governor's mansion julia gets her head stuck in a banister on the day of the governor's ball um and then amy is the obnoxious woman uh but okay she's, i didn't know right? her first name yeah her, i assume so yeah they always call her by her last name yeah Anne hearn is um oh yeah they go miss whatever her name is i think well because no one else would have been amy i don't yeah think. i don't think so and i recognize that character actress so um, yeah, they have her listed as Anne Hearn and then our normal people, including Anthony. So, Yay. yeah. So, Leslie, what happens in this dumb episode? Uh, so, in this dumb episode, uh, we start at Sugar Bakers, <laughs> as we usually do. Yeah. And um, Suzanne is talking to Charlie and asking her if the mail has come yet. And Suzanne tells her, you know, she's not the only one capable of walking to the mailbox and looking. And yeah. Suzanne's like, I know, but Anthony hasn't come in yet. Oh my God, so, like, so funny. They're the only two who could check the that's mail. That's it. Yeah, that's um, it. And she's like, and this is important. The governor's ball is tonight, and my invitation still hasn't arrived yet. And she's talking about how Julia's been invited, and she is always invited, and just like it must have gotten lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. And Charlene's like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but maybe you weren't invited this year, and that wouldn't be so Ooh. bad, would it? And she's like, Charlene's like, Sugar Baker still gets to decorate. You know, you can go down with us this afternoon and help with the decorations. Won't that be fun? Uh-huh. And Suzanne's like, big whoop. After the banquet, <laughs> then after the banquet, you and I can go in the kitchen and scrape plates. Won't that be fun? Aww. She's so sassy. This She's episode. so sassy. 
Um, and then Anthony comes in and he's talking about this inv- <laughs> invitation. You said that Anthony comes in like the way we say Anthony. Anthony comes yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious and um there's an invitation to the governor's ball in the mailbox and suzanne's like i told you charlene there are those of us who are in and those of us who are out and anthony's like suzanne that's my invitation uh he's on the list of honorees um he's one of 10 huh i said that's amazing i know he's one of 10 ex-convicts who is going to be given the bootstrap award for being a good citizen after prison. <laughs> like you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? By your bootstraps. Jeez, that's so weird. <laughs> and Suzanne's like, obviously this whole thing has been taken over by a bunch of idiots. I should have seen this coming <laughs> last year when they honored that dog from the Burt Reynolds movie. Oh my God, really? I don't know. <laughs> don't get that reference. What I love it. That is. Um, and so we cut to a little bit later, and Mary Jo and Julie have been going through all of Julia's old stuff. They've been looking for pictures of how they used to decorate the governor's mansion. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of pictures of them as kids. And Mary Jo says, you know, there are a bunch of great pictures of Suzanne. And she's like, I know. I always make a great picture. So um, funny. And then, um, so they're, like, their dad used to take them to the governor's mansion for dinner when they were little. And she said, like, Suzanne was always laying across the tops of grand pianos at age six during songs. And <laughs> Suzanne's like, only when they were appropriate. And they're like, no, you even did it during Silent <clears throat> Night. Yeah. Yeah. Holy night. And they talk about how, like, grown up that Julia always looks in all of her pictures, even when she was yes. little. And Mary Jo yeah. asks if she ever did anything silly or spontaneous. Julia's uh-uh. like, mm, no. And they couldn't find any pictures of the staircase. So, but they took a nice trip down memory lane. And um, (laughs) Mary Jo tells Suzanne that they need help hanging all the swag. And Suzanne's like, I'm not going there. You think I might go hang swags and like arrange flowers and scrub floors like some good hearted char woman. You're just (laughs) out of your mind. Who do you think you're talking to? Ma Kettle? (laughs) I can't believe she said Ma Kettle. I know, right? And Julia's like, you know, I know you're upset you didn't get invited, but, like, that doesn't excuse you from rolling up your sleeves and helping us. Like, you also work here, and this is our job. Yep. And uh, Suzanne says she's not upset because she didn't get invited. She's upset that her invitation didn't come. She wants Charlene to call the post office and find out who their mailman is so they can get to the bottom of all of this. in denial. And yes, and Charlene's like, I know who our mailman is. His name is Charles Ferguson. Uh, he has arthritis real bad. He's very sweet, and he has like 12 grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about 60 years old. And Suzanne's like, yeah, well, if he stole my invitation, he's going to have arthritis. I'm going to crush his little finger so bad he'll never <laughs> deliver letters again. <laughs> Whoa. So mean. Took a turn. Yeah. Um, phone rings. It is Reese. He uh, now has to work uh, this like big case or whatever. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to take Julia. Which, that's Julia a funny bit go. that like they don't like Reese doesn't do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it does like not. wouldn't be weird for him not to be there. But it leaves. Sorry. It leaves room for this part of the plot. Yeah. So there you go. And Suzanne comes up and she's like, you know, even though like my invitation didn't come. And I know you don't really care about all this so much. Like I'm just. I'm truly devastated for you. And Julia's like, thank you. And she's like, now can I have your invitation? Yeah. And then we cut to the governor's mansion. 
And Suzanne comes in while doing no work and everybody else is doing work. And uh, she explains that she switched the place cards. Um, they had, she's like, Julia, I know you're not going, but they had you sitting all the way at the back next to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they had the governor, the, like, there's plenty of space at the governor's table. And they're like, Suzanne, tell me you didn't. And she's like, oh, yes. yeah. They had the governor sit next to some old GI, lieutenant something or another. I can't. That's <laughs> that's why I giggled because I was expecting this joke. And they're just like, Suzanne, that's no. the lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor, you dummy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, whatever. He's sitting at the convict's table now. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. And Miss um, Betts, who is the... Um, manager for the mansion yeah and insane uh, is just crazy she's insane um she is like are you putting pins in the banister mm-hmm. and mary Jo looks up and is like no <laughs> she's <laughs> like we don't do that that's the abbot's banister it's one of the only things that survived when sherman burned the original mansion oh no gosh. pins in there and suzanne's like so that's weird like you can't put pins weird. in wood yeah why were they i don't understand <sighs> how they were doing that no um, and then she leaves and Suzanne's like, who cares? She's just a little usherette. And Charlene's <laughs> like, she's not an usherette, Suzanne. She's the no. manager of the whole mansion. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with being an usherette. I was an usherette at the Rogers Theater in Poplar Bluff and I looked it mm-hmm. up. It's a real place. It's a oh. historical theater and they still have shows and stuff there. So I will post oh, a link cool. in the show notes. Because um, when she said that, I was like, I bet Linda Bloodworth like is using Look like actual up. stuff from Poplar Bluff. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Charlene talks about how difficult it is, especially for a female, to be an usherette. She's like, you just try attracting a man when you got gold rope hanging off your shoulders, a flashlight on your belt, and gum on your shoe. <laughs> um, okay. Poor thing. <laughs> um, and then they're finally done, and Mary Jo says that she thinks everybody deserves a pat on the back. This place looks pretty spiffy. And Charlene's taking pictures for their portfolio. Um, and it's like, I love how... Um, we don't think about this anymore, but like after every picture, she has to advance the film. Yes. And you can hear the clicking. I love it. And so she like tells Mary Jo to pose with the George Washington bust. She's like, yes. your bust and his bust. So cute. And then she like, they take a picture of her like kissing the bust. Not really, but like yeah. looking like she's going to kiss it. And then yeah. Suzanne does next and she gets behind it. it and is making all these like Vogue motions. Yeah. And then they tell Julia it's her turn, and Charlene did it too. Um, oh, and yeah. they tell Julia it's her turn, and she's like, y'all are getting out of control. Like, in a few hours, people are arriving. Like, we got to get out of here. Mary Jo's like, come on, Julia. For once in your life, do something spontaneous. Oh, so instead no. of coming down the stairs and posing with George Washington like the yeah. rest of everyone, yeah. she sticks her head through the banister and starts making funny faces. I have gift all this shit. Oh, um, of course. And then she goes to, like, everybody's rolling on the floor laughing. She yeah. goes to try to get her head out, and she nope. can't. Nope. Do you know why stuck. that happens? Dude, it's such a no. It's such a stupid, like, plot point that they make, that they, you know, it's like a trope almost that they make in things. So what happens, actually, is that your ears get pushed. Like, you can go forward, but not backwards. Like, it is an actual oh. thing. Because coming back through, your they, ears will yeah. kind of pull. Right. And so here's the thing, though. When later spoilers, when she's like actually is laying on her back, we see her. She would have been able to come she back. She could have through. gotten out. Yeah, yeah because her ears would her still be back. Yeah, huh. yeah. So like it drove me nuts the whole time. I was like, just turn over. Like, <laughs> just but that's turn the way. Over. In, ca- in case you get stuck, in case this happens to you, flip over so that you're you're coming back through with your face first, so that your ears don't get pulled. Uh. 
and that's what Pro happens. Pro tip. There you go. No, I've never done it, luckily, but <laughs> I'm just kind of smart sometimes, and I figured it out. So there we go. Um, but yeah, she gets so, stuck. Yeah, and she says, y'all are thinking my head is stuck in this banister, but it's not. That would be ridiculous. It's just a little tight. I just got to squeeze it. Um, and then Mary Jo's like, no, no, she's just, she's just joking because we said she never does anything spontaneous. Like you're joking, right? And Julia's like, I can't get my head out. And Mary's nope. like, tell me you're kidding. And the whole time Charlene's nope. in the background just going, oh my gosh, over and yep. over again. Yep. And Julia's like, Mary Jo, read my licks, lips. I'm stuck. Yeah. And Suzanne walks up with the invitation and is like, Julia, looks like you're going to be using this after all. <laughs> And then we cut to them trying to get her out. Anthony is pulling her legs. Mary Jo is shoving on her face. (laughs) Uh, Charlene's there for moral support. She's (laughs) actually gone to call Reese about it. Um, But he's in the judges' chambers and he can't be disturbed. So she called Bill at the base. And she's super excited because guess what? General Parks has some extra tickets and he's going to give them to Bill. So now everyone (laughs) can go to the governor's ball. Oh, dumb. And Mary Jo's like, oh, I don't have anything to wear. And Charlene's like, I'll be neither, but it'll be fun. And then Julia's like, y'all, enough. Like, just yeah. get a saw. So annoyed, yes. And Mary Jo's like, you know what she said. Like, we can't do that to the banister. Nope. Yeah. Julia's like, I know. I want you to cut my head off. <laughs> that part made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And then Charlene no more. asks if she's comfortable. And Julia's like, yes, Charlene. I've never been more relaxed in my life. Oh Charlene's like, you don't have to be sarcastic about it. I just thought you might like a Coca-Cola or a Sony Walkman. A Sony Walkman. <laughs> that made me laugh. Okay. Uh, and Suzanne's like, maybe this isn't <laughs> as bad as it seems. Most people who will be here have already seen you walking down that fashion show runway with your dress tucked in the back oh of your my God. pantyhose. So at least tonight you'll be showing a better side. Oh just God. a thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> And Anthony is like, I can't believe this is happening tonight. The evening in the governor's mansion of the great state of Georgia. I'm finally going to be recognized for my struggle. And who would have thought after that long, hard uphill climb, <laughs> when I finally reached the top of the staircase, Julia would be there with her head stuck in it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. And Julia's like, go on. I can't I can't take any more of this cheering up. And uh, Mary Jo's like, no, we're going to stay right here with you. Suzanne says, that's right. At least until we have to get dressed. Yeah. Um, and then Miss Betts, the manager, is coming back, and so they like hastily grab a tablecloth to cover Julia's entire person. So funny. And Miss Betts is upset because she thought they'd be finished by now. They're still there. And yep. Suzanne's like, "Well, keep your pants on. We're getting there." I, I love that so bad. <laughs> Let's we'll start saying that to people. You should <laughs> keep your pants. And on. she's like, "Mask? What that is?" And Charlene's like, "Yeah, sure." And then another, she's like, what is that? <laughs> Doesn't say. <laughs> so good. And Charlene's like, Mary Jo, why don't you tell her? And Mary Jo's like, do you know anything about decorating? Beth's <laughs> like, no. And she's like, well, this is what we call a decorator's dummy. We use it to verify proportions for chairs and sofas. And she's like, what is it doing on the stairs? And Mary Jo says, we just like to keep it close to us as a mascot. We're going to move it in a minute. <laughs> And Charlene's like, this banister isn't all that important, right? Like, it's fine if we need to take it apart or something. What? And she, Miss Betts, loses her shit. She's like, yeah. the Abbott banister? Of course. No. You could also drill a light socket into the Mona Lisa's face, but I don't think it would be advisable oh or appreciated. Oh anyway, the Abbott banister is the only one of its kind in the South. It's carved as one piece. 
Why? That's some bullshit. <laughs> it's not at all. Do you understand what that means? Carved as one piece. That means that yeah. whole top and the the things that stick out from it were j- not separate pieces. They're just all yeah. one day. Di- what kind of tree? <laughs> I cannot. I was yelling at the TV. Maybe because I've like taken art classes or something. I was like, what kind of damn tree do you think <laughs> is going to be big, wide enough, long enough, make that weird ass curve? No. <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> if that if there was a tree that big, you better not make a banister out of it. You better leave it. Leave it the hell alone. <laughs> Dummies. One piece. <laughs> made me so mad. Okay, so angry. Sorry. Go ahead. And Mary Jo's like, oh, no reason. We're just banister buffs. And <laughs> Julie's like, that's it. She like throws nope. the tablecloth off of her. Yep. Um, she's like, I'm just going to say it straight out. I have seemed to have stuck my head in your Abbott banister, and it mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's coming out anytime soon. So I suggest you cover me with painter's tarp or revamp your party. Yep. And... They could just be like somewhere else, really. How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) And Mary just like, well, obviously this is too difficult to explain. The thing is, it has happened, and we need you to help her get her out. Yeah. And Miss Bess is like, it's only in an hour and forty five minutes. People will be arriving, and if you think I'm going to have my name on a party with a woman with her head stuck in a fence, you're out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Do you think I came this far, this fast, to be run out of town on a rail? You got 10 minutes to get her head the hell out of there or I'm calling the National Guard. Wow. Like, what is the National Guard going to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Cut the banister apart. Yeah, Um, probably. And Mary Jo's like, Miss Betts, uh, you got a little string of spittle, like, just right (laughs) there. ridiculous i love it and suzanne's like i'm sorry but i don't think we like your tone of voice Mm -hmm. who do you think you're talking to we are the sugar baker sisters of atlanta we have been here long before it burned our great great grandfather was robert e lee's roommate in college our other grandfather helped write the georgia constitution i myself has stood in the rose garden with jimmy carter so even though we might temporarily have our heads stuck in a fence we're not going (laughs) to take any crap off any low level two-bit usherette (laughs) this whole time she's holding a silver bowl of fruit (laughs) <laughs> as well I wanted, you know it's me there are grapes in there yeah so there i was like I, I reacted to that i was like i love that speech i love that she's holding a bowl of fruit everything is perfect <laughs> everything's perfect mm-hmm. and Charlene's like it's not gonna do us any good to fight um you know and she's like you're not gonna tamper with the banister and that's final mm-hmm. and Charlene's like i think you're a little over the top with this abbott banister oh my god um, <laughs> that was my I favorite <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I can understand if it were the banister from Gone with the Wind or even Psycho. Yeah. But personally, I've never even heard of the Avid Banister. <laughs> Do you think you may it may have gotten exaggerated in your oh head just God. a little bit? So Maybe you should get interested in something else. <laughs> so funny. Uh, um, and Miss Betts points out she's going to have a conference with the chief of staff members and state police. When she gets back, they will either have the problem solved or have to explain to the governor himself. And then Mary Jo acts like she's been drinking at this point. Yep. She's like, oh, that's easy. And she does this really loud, like, weird voice. And she's yeah. like, yo, governor, got our heads stuck in a fence and Miss Betts won't give us a saw. What's hard <laughs> to understand? <laughs> um, and then Charlene is like, this is worse than the day you mooned Atlanta. At least you didn't have oh to look God. people in the eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. And uh, Suzanne's like, oh, we have to go get ready. Um, Julia, I'll go by and get you a ball gown just in case you're still stuck in there. Yep. 
And Charlene offers to stay with Julie and just tells Mary Jo what to get at her apartment or their I house. Love Sorry. Her description is like the sailor dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. And Suzanne's like, shoes, Julia, you want a high heel or a low heel? Mm-hmm. She was like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't Not matter. concerned about that right now. Yep. And then we cut to Suzanne trying to get the dress on Julia behind this big blanket that Mary Jo, Charlene, and Anthony are holding up. Or no. Charlene's sitting down in her sailor dress. Yeah, Charlene's sitting down. Suzanne's (laughs) there. It's just just Mary Jo and Anthony. Yeah. Um, And um, there's struggles. And Anthony's like, Julia, do you want me to come up there and yank on your legs some more? Oh, my God. She's like, no. (laughs) Horrible. Uh, Mary Jo says, maybe this is some cosmic sign that you weren't meant to be a laugh a minute gal. Oh. And Suzanne's Probably. asking about <laughs> uh, Miss Betts. Has she come back yet? And Charlene's like, several times she brought the state trooper and he measured Julia's head. Yep. And then there's the great unveiling. And as you mentioned before, at this point, Julia's on her back. Yeah. Could have just slid out. Yep. Uh, and Charlene's People like, don't oh, think about Julie. that, though, because it's kind of awkward and weird feeling. So I could see how yeah. she'd be like, nah. Nah. Uh, and Julia's like, uh, it's Charlene's like, oh, Julie, you look beautiful. Julie's like, thanks, Charlene. Yeah. And Suzanne goes, oh, no, I think these pantyhose are too dark for this dress. So funny. Julie's like, oh, no, how embarrassing. We should do something. Yeah. I mean, in 45 minutes, when all the fine people of Georgia are here, I wouldn't want anyone to say, did you see that woman with her head stuck in the staircase? Yes, the woman the governor just stepped over. Don't you think her <laughs> pantyhose are a little too dark for her dress? So funny. Suzanne's like, I got a lighter pair right now, right here. Yeah. And Julie's like, of all no. the experiences I would like to avoid, I believe having my pantyhose changed in the stairwell of the governor's mansion, that is right up there. And Suzanne says, well, excuse me for living. I wasn't excited <laughs> myself. Excuse I don't want to change your pantyhose. Uh, and what's the game plan here? Am I supposed to come back after the ball and change you into a nighty? Oh. <laughs> uh, Julia says the plan is to try and get through this through the evening, moment by moment, trying to preserve some tiny modicum of dignity I have tried my entire life, obviously without success, yeah. to obtain. You know, it's funny because I think back to the um, you know, like the frat party, and how she says like you can be. Is it dignified or you can bring class? Classy. You can have yeah, class, you can class no matter the situation because it's you. And I was like, damn, if Julia doesn't have to prove that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she's like in like these very like awkward situations, but she's like, I'm going to be classy while I do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. And then we cut to Anthony practicing his speech, mm-hmm. um, and he talks about how he was inspired by T. Tommy Reed, the meanest oh man God. in his cell block. Like, you didn't... Like, I thought he was going to say someone else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For the joke. Because he talks about, you know, when you have the right people behind you. Yeah. And Julia is behind like we him. behind her him. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he's like, with his hot breath on your neck, there's nothing you cannot achieve. <laughs> yep. And Julia apologizes for ruining Anthony's night. And he's like, oh, you're not ruining my night. And he busts out a saw. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) tonight when the governor shakes my hand, I want you standing right there. And Mary Jo's like, what about the Abbott Bannister? Uh Anthony's like, forget the Abbott Bannister. Mr. Abbott is just going to have to make another one. We've done everything in our power to keep from sawing it in half, but it's zero hour and it has to be done. I'm annoyed, though. Another annoyance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this whole setup is that the way that he's it's it sets up for the joke at the end the way that he's cut yeah. it but it is the 
least efficient way. Yeah, that's not how to you cut get a band. He's cut it like he's way far away from Julia. I guess that's also good for safety. Um, right. And cutting it like in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just gonna make her move part. with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which really, he could just cut a rung from either side of her head, and that would make yeah. it so much better, and um, and be a lot less damage. But right, even just like one of them. That's what I'm saying. Just probably, kid, yeah. just cut one rung. I was looking at the one on the right side, and I was like, just cut that right there. <laughs> yeah. But, nope. He's gonna cut like right through the top of the damn thing. A lot of it. Yes. <laughs> it's like and far just, away from her. Yeah. Mary's just like, well, what about Miss Betts? And Julia says, Miss mm-hmm. Betts can take a flying leap. Yep. And uh, Suzanne's like, Anthony, be careful. Don't saw Julia's head off. And he's like, Suzanne, give me some credit. I know a little bit about sawing bars off and then putting back <laughs> like they were. <laughs> That's not true. He didn't escape it's not, from prison. He did you not. stop. <sighs> uh, and then we cut to the ball. And Miss Betts is like, I don't know how you did it. I don't want to know how you did it. But. Yeah. If I'm ever in charge of another party, you will not be allowed within 100 feet. <laughs> and Mary Jo's like, what can we tell you, Miss Betts? Don't worry. Be happy. And Julie's like, I told you. That my head just, just suddenly come came out. Or out. Something. Huh? <laughs> that song must have just come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. And Suzanne says, my personal theory is that Julia's head just shrank. You <laughs> yeah. know, when people get conceited, they say they get a big Sorry. head. Well, in times of great humiliation and degradation, her head just shrank. That's just mm-hmm. science. Yeah, that's just science. It's just science. And then Miss Betts goes on to the staircase to introduce the governor. Yep. And Julia points out how good the banister looks. And she can't believe they got away with it. Yep. And Anthony's like, what can I say when it comes to patchwork? I'm the king. Nope. And then immediately the governor falls. He puts his hand on it. The broken <laughs> There you go. Oh my yep. god! Because he cut the whole damn thing is why. Because he cut the whole thing. Oh my god! <laughs> so dumb, but I loved it so much. Like the face, it I was think that, like it's so quick because they go right to like the credits. But like Julia's face yeah. is like full. Her like, face. Oh, I got a still shot of that. Good. I'm glad you shirts. did. I almost grabbed it yeah. and I was like, I bet Leslie did a better job of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Oh man. So that's the damn episode that's the episode it's a little ridiculous and a lot of fun i had this maybe again i was feeling sentimental i watched this last night when i was like really really tired it was kind of a a weird thing that i just kept being like on my bed and i was like just go to sleep and i was like oh but i gotta get up and turn off my light you know (laughs) those kind of nights but i had a moment where i was like man i do kind of miss like watching a sh- movie, a uh, movie, watching a show like this, like on a Friday night, like an old, like just like mm-hmm. a like an eighties sitcom, and it's yeah. just and it's just with all the commercials and like you're just sitting in front of the TV watching in real time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of like a part of me kind of misses it a little bit, you know, especially with like a, one episode like this, which is kind of goofy mm-hmm. and fun and ridiculous and. You you know what's coming, but it doesn't matter because you're still going to enjoy the ride. Because it's still fun, yeah. 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 Did you have a favorite outfit? Um, I have a couple I can talk about if you have one you want to talk about. Yeah. I, I liked, um, I actually kind of liked all, well, I didn't really like Julia's dress that much, but I liked all the fanciness mm-hmm. of like, and they had on like a tux or, or something and like, you know, all the women had like dresses and stuff. But, and I, and it's not actually my favorite. It's just the way that she was posed with it is i really liked uh mary joe's red dress for the ball mm-hmm. um particularly because i was just kind of uh taken with it when she's holding up 
the sheet behind her to cover up uh, Julia. That I was like, oh uh-huh. man, like she just looks like a, like a statue. So elegant, or yeah. So elegant. Her hair is kind of down and back, and she it's like a, a red dress, but it's not. It's almost one of those deep you know deep reds like a like a blood red mm-hmm. versus like a bright orangey red right and um the shape of it is it's almost like two pieces They're like she has like a dress and then on top of it she has almost like a um uh i don't know like that's what makes me think of of like it looks a little bit when you have statues and you have like drapery on them you know like it's kind of a gauzy oh, top yeah. and it's like mm-hmm just kind of gathered a little bit at her waist and goes down and it just looks gorgeous to me what was your favorite yeah, was very pretty um actually mine is also a mary joe outfit but yeah. it's the one before she changes into the dress oh with it's, the suspenders um, yes so it's a long black shirt so with good. buttons down the front and yeah. um a long really really high-waisted skirt so high with buttons on either side and then yeah. it has suspenders yeah. like thick suspenders yeah uh, over her shoulders and her hair is like down and you know like curly and then she has on like these little studs earrings that are Yay. still big and like shiny enough that you see them yeah. um, and the picture that I took is the one where she has her arm around Washington she's smiling she looks so cute. oh yes good yeah. oh my god it's so funny busting and bust busting and bust <laughs> so wrong oh man my goodness so i guess that's our uh ridiculous episode that is that's our episode it was ridiculous and fun yeah leslie uh where can people find us i'm saying uh so much i'm sorry i don't know what (laughs) i'm saying uh so much uh Uh, (laughs) uh, where can people uh, find us we are the girls who came to sugar bakers on our Podbean site and uh itunes we are sugar baker girls pretty much everywhere else including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, and Pinterest. If you do like us, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It does help. Yay. Yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Thanks. We had fun with this one. Yeah. Nice I mean, we one. always have fun, but this one was ridiculous. So I mean, yeah, just lighthearted. There we go. Yeah. Which means probably something horrible is coming. We're going to talk about like... We've had like two pretty entertaining, funny ones in a row, so... Like the next one's gonna be about like kitten murder or something, you know? (laughs) Like it's gonna be horrible. It's gonna be bleak. (laughs) We're gonna go, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) A bucket of sour cream. There must be like a vat.